wealth is a mindset. I created this podcast because you can't learn something that you don't talk about. Wealth Chats is where the money conversations happen with no shame. Level up your financial literacy game with our weekly Wealth Chats. Welcome back, 99% Tribe. So I have another special guest for you. Throughout the pandemic, you know how you just meet people online? Well, this is one of them. Did not know each other at all. And then went from that to pouring guts out over anxiety, panic attacks, and mental health. And now I'm honestly so glad to say I know this wonderful woman and her name is Chaz. Welcome, Chaz, to our podcast. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. And yeah, it is magical how you just meet people online that you're meant to meet. Right. And so I'm very excited that we met. So it started and off with mental health and now we get to talk about money. Like, hey, <laughs> it's connected, right? Like it's connected. And I don't think there's enough of a conversation around it, which is why we're here in Wealth Chats, because our audience knows this is where they come to for the money conversations to happen. So tell us a bit about yourself, because I love having our guests introduce themselves. And in case you guys forgot, there is a reason because I want everyone to stand in their own power and embrace their fine selves. So without further ado, Chas Young, who is Chas? This is so exciting. I love this, like having people step into their own power because that is my purpose in life. That is what I'm put on the planet to do is to help women step into their power and create the lives that light them up. And so I'm Chas. I'm in Calgary. I have been in business for the past 20 some years. I started my first business when I was 20. 2001 and I'm 43 <laughs> now so whatever that is <laughs> anyways and so I've been in lots of different businesses over the course of my life and I know I'm meant to be an entrepreneur and uh, I did have a stint as a day job for like three and a half years where I taught people how to start businesses and um, I worked with lower income people to help them start businesses to create prosperity in their life and so then when I got laid off that job then it was like Let's just keep doing what I love to do and what I know I'm put on the planet to do. I know I'm meant to coach people and to mentor people and help inspire people. And so that, in essence, is actually me because that's why I know I'm doing what I'm put on the planet to do because it is me. Like, it's not just something that I do, but it's who I am. You know, I am a coach. I'm a supporter. I'm a I'm an encourager. I'm an empowerer. And I have been my whole life. And so... So yeah, I'm a business coach and I'm evolving that as we speak to see how that even, how, how that changes, who knows, but uh, just being open to this conversation and to allow more wealth to come in and with, and with wealth, the ability to impact more people's lives and impacting more people's lives, bring more wealth. It's like a this little cute little circle and so yeah i'm in calgary i'm been married we've been married for 16 years and uh been together for 21 and we got two kids who are now teenagers and 
Yeah. Fun times. <laughs> the teenager part. <laughs> They're great. Well, I have great thank kids. You. I love it. You know, I hope I can get there right now. I'm in this phase of I am scared to sleep because it doesn't matter if I sleep at 11 p.m. or two or one. She will wake up just as I'm about to fall asleep. It's a right. beautiful cycle we're in that I'm about to go crazy from. But <laughs> I, I just hope <laughs> that the teenagers are good. But mm-hmm. thank you for that amazing introduction and awesome. I, you know, the biggest thing I pulled from that was was I want people to, again, kind of maybe even go back and listen, but the way you said it is, it's a part of me. Like it's an extension of you. And I find that incredibly powerful because so many times we go into business as something we do. Mm -hmm. It's something to do, right? It serves an objective, it serves a purpose. But for you, it's like, No, the business is serving my purpose of living who I want to be in my life. And I love that distinction because I think it's so different. Mm -hmm. Very much so. And because like, yeah, I am a big believer that your business is a reflection of who you are. The success that you have in business is a direct reflection of the success that you are as a person. And you can't make a million dollars and be a mess on the inside. And can you, can't you though? Can't well, you though? Because there's saying, a lot of broke millionaires. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> and like, as I was saying, I was like, yeah, no, all these examples are coming to my head. Okay, that's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Your business is a reflection of who you are, right? And Completely true. The goods, the bads, and the uglies, and the greats. And, uh, and I'm a big believer, like last year since COVID hit, I like really went into being and I've even like I keep digging into this being and doing and like the balance between the masculine energy, the feminine energy and the being and the Mm. doing. And, And then like I was like listening to some podcast last summer and it was like just this whole concept that was so new to me as a masculine energy person, the doer. It was like, be, do, have. And usually in our society, like I used to own a gym, so I use a lot of fitness um, analogies, but it's like, once I reach a certain weight or a certain size, then I'll go buy myself that pair of jeans that I really, really want. And then I'm going to feel amazing. So you're basing Mm -hmm. who you are based on the results that you get. And it's effed up i don't know if i'm allowed to swear on this podcast absolutely or not. oh yeah there's like the whole explicit on all the episodes because <laughs> oh. i'm like i don't want to filter it people will just <laughs> no <laughs> but it is so messed up when the value when your value as a person is like dictated based on the results that you have like that's just so messy and so last summer i really got into reversing that of like being who i want to be first and it's like who do i want to be Like when I picture myself as like wealthy, highly successful, living in my glory, everything is perfect. Like that is where I start. And in that vibe and that energy is that's what's going to affect what I do. Right. And make decisions, help me make decisions in my business about what is right for me. That's going to lead to the outcome that I want, which is then going to lead to the outcome that I want. (laughs) Right. And so it just feels better to me going that way. 
<laughs> I love that so much because we're not taught that, you know, like very many of us don't even think about what we're doing and how we're being or how we want our being to be because it's a choice. Right. Like, and I love that example so much, by the way, I use food for almost every example. I just got off with a client and we're talking investments and I'm talking about cherries and Sundays and dividends. It worked beautifully, but (laughs) I get it. My life is around food. So every example I have is mostly food. (laughs) But you know, what's interesting even about the do be have is we confuse that when it comes to wealth creation Mm -hmm. because we think we have to do these things like it's Mm -hmm. a checklist and I like to say wealth is about becoming it's not a checklist of to do's you have to back yeah right like so you big um my big turning point was last year probably in January and so I had started my business in August of 2019 and prior to that I was teaching how to do things in business how do you grow your audience how do you start your business how do you like create a budget how do you like do all these things in business and I love marketing did a lot of studying and I have a like my degrees in marketing and I've been doing it my whole life as a business owner and then it was like I'm doing all the strategies that six to eight figure business owners are doing why isn't it not working for me like, yes. and it's like, how come they get all the money and I'm struggling? Like, what the hell? Like, I'm doing the exact same things that this person's doing. And what? And then my coach was like, okay, we need to just step back. And like, like, who are you being? And I'm like, so what do I do to be? What's <laughs> my, my checklist? You know, like, what's my checklist to be who I am? Yeah. <laughs> And she's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and I still battle with this all the time because it is that doing energy that's like, I got to do things because you feel validated and accomplished when you check things off the list. But the being is leaning back and being like, who am I? And how can I like lead with my intuition about what's going to work for me and not make it about the results you know mm-hmm. but it's like i'm yes. doing what i love and if yes. i make four billion dollars doing it that's freaking awesome if i make a million dollars doing it that's awesome if i make twenty thousand doing it then i'll work on the strategies a little bit more <laughs> right? i love it but even but even in that it's knowing where you want to be Like it's having the clarity because for me, I get on calls with so many people and they're like, I want to retire early. I want work optional. I'm like, but what is that number? You're trying so hard to focus, but if you don't have the clarity, you are literally running around in circles because Mm -hmm. you can't focus on anything without having the clarity piece and you can't be efficient and get to your results without focusing. It doesn't work. Yeah, I did a masterclass on that this week, actually, too. It's like, if you don't know where you're going, what's the point in bringing out a map? You know, like, a, you need a, 
a destination so that you can put it into Google Maps and say, which is the best path for me to take, right? Mm -hmm. And But I also realized that for some people it is, like you're saying, it's really hard for some people to grasp what they really want. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I want money. Like I want to be making consistent 20 to $50,000 a month and so that I can do these different things. So I try to teach people know what you want. Like if you are money driven, okay, what do you want to use that, that money for? You know, yes. I want to travel. I want to have a condo here. I want to have a cabin there. I want to go here. I want to live two months there. I want to live five months there. You know, this is all mapped out for me about exactly what I want. And because I'm more experience oriented, but I need money to do that. And then, and then I say, how do you want to feel? How is that going to make you feel? How is that going to make you feel when you meet your financial target and you have the money that allows you to do what you want to do? How do you feel that? Now live that as if it's already happened. Yes. Live that way now. And then also, what is the greater impact of having what you want? So if I want to have a million dollars and so that it'll allow me to travel to like two places because a million dollars nowadays is very different than a million dollars 20 years ago, right? Thank you, um, inflation. Yep. I can go to Vancouver now. Um, <laughs> and, but anyway, um, oh shoot, what was I going to say? Um, you could go to Vancouver because it's, you know, your dollar is actually now yeah. you can go out and eat. And so, <laughs> See, yeah. there it is, food. Again. Yeah, and then food, right? And so your purpose, knowing your purpose of what you're doing and the greater impact that it has on the world, the million dollars, this is what I was going to say, um, having the million dollars is like useless if it's just a million dollars in your bank account. What are you going to use it for? How does that make you feel? And then what is the greater good that that money allows you to do in the world? And your world can be your family. Your world can be your community. It can be the world but like what is that greater good that you want to use it because that's what i find is like that's what god the universe like really cares about it's like how are you going to use your money to create change on the world and um and that world can see, be small even the, big yeah even in the way you speak of money i just want to highlight that to you know our listeners and our tribe it's that you are speaking of money in the sense that it's a tool that you're using. Mm, I think yeah. we need to see that more clearly because there's a distinction, right? It, it, there's like, I mean, there's a difference. You can have money, but if it's just sitting there, like you said, it's just sitting in a bank account. First off, I would cry. That is a lot of interest loss. Um, but second, <laughs> there is a purpose, <laughs> right? People don't think about that. But yeah, I, I hate having money in the bank. Like, I don't, I think people need to like take this with a grain of salt because what I mean is if my money is not working for me, I am losing out on it so much more. So I would cry with a million dollars in the bank and not yeah. tears of joy unless I was like in the middle of transition or something, you know, <laughs> that I'm going to buy. But otherwise, just no. But there was something else you said that has such a strong correlation to wealth, success, whether it's in your business, personal finance, is that thinking about it, what you're going to do as if you're already there, it's clarity. Because mm -hmm. I feel that money, I love saying this, don't know why, but money is a fickle mistress. It can feel when you don't really like it and when you are 
giving it that bad vibe energy. Like, like I've talked to people who are scared. They're genuinely scared. There's a fear of success, but when money comes to them, they are just spending it because not because Mm -hmm. they want to, but because they're like so afraid that someone's going to take it from them that they rather Mm -hmm. just let it go. Mm -hmm. But money as a fickle mistress can feel that it can sense that. So the more mm-hmm. clear, like you laid it out beautifully of like seeing what do you want feeling? What would it feel like? And then it's almost like being there already. And all of that boils down to being specific. The more specific mm-hmm. you can be with money, it's amazing how it comes. It really is like a mistress. Your mistress wants you to pay attention <laughs> I am not condoning. Oh, no, that was a great tangent. This is like another <laughs> great analogy. I'm like, oh. I am not condoning it by any means, but it's really fun. Think of it as like as a soap opera. <laughs> yeah. Your mistress wants attention. So with the work you do, you know, I have a question. How crucial is mindset when it comes to finances? everything (laughs) right like like I find mindset is like a really overused term right now of like undervalued in practice mm -hmm, right yeah it's said but not put into practice because people are like what does mindset mean does that mean that I need to like be a yogi and meditate all day to have a mindset and it's like no it's like how you view your relationship with money and like, yeah, sure. Mindset isn't just your relationship to money, but when we are talking about money, it is (laughs) right. And yeah, like it is so important because like I said, like I was doing all the strategies doing, 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 but it was the mindset piece and the energy behind that, that was missing. And you put those two together and everybody who has wealth like, and makes $400,000, $500,000 a month will tell you, you know, like, yeah, you got to do stuff. But if you're saying that money is bad and that like rich people are assholes and that like greed and like, they're just selfish. And like, if that's what your definition and how you view money, then you're never going to get it. And, but if you view money as like the sexy mistress, that's like, (laughs) them out there in the world just waiting to be explored (laughs) (laughs) i love it i've never used this analogy before so forgive me it's fun it's no sense we're like also this is an r-rated like (laughs) 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 but like everyone like you'll say like you'll hear lots of like energy is money and money is everywhere and and you can attract it or you can repel it and it's your choice like i grew up in a trailer i grew up in like small town saskatchewan we didn't have money we lived on credit cards we like yeah, we just didn't have a lot of things. I started working when I was 12 so that I could afford the clothes that I wanted to have so I could fit in with everybody and get seen and noticed. And so I always associated with working really hard, mm-hmm. working long hours gets you just surviving. And so, which is actually kind of a good lesson for me now, knowing that working long hours doesn't equate to a success. Like, to more money 
And because as a kid, I grew up like, yeah, we didn't have any money, but it was also, you work lots of hours and you don't get any money, right? Like (laughs) just laid out there. And, um, and so then you sacrifice your family, you sacrifice that. And so like the stories that we've grown up with as kids, as teenagers through our whole lives is what affects our mindset and our inner child and our subconscious and our beliefs that we have about ourselves and our relationship with money. If you believe that money is in abundance everywhere and that like, like I grew up in a Christian background too. So I also grew up that it's like, oh, you need to sacrifice. You need having money is selfish. You got to give to the poor. And then the one day where I heard that like Mother Teresa has a fucking private jet, you know, like, Mm. yes. But even before we skip over this part, like, Literally in the Bible, like Jesus' disciples, his disciples, John, for example, was wealthy. They are like, we, I think we forget. He's just not like a treasurer. Yeah. (laughs) You know, to the less fortunate. But also they had wealth. They were not poor people spreading messages. They had wealth. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it came to them in many different ways. Yes. And for the greater. And I'm not even religious, by the way, people. Like, I'm not not specifically tied to anything. But I wanted to point out there for all of you that are. (laughs) You mentioned something that was interesting. And I, I completely agree. Your relationship with money as an entrepreneur, I feel your relationship with money is like your mission and vision. It's actually what drives you to make your choices. So it made sense that when you were younger, you try to fit in. So you would work to buy clothes. That was the purpose it served at the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what now is your relationship with money? My relationship with money is that it's there. It's everywhere. And I can choose to attract it and see how it comes to me. And it's like a new game. And it's like, ooh, where can money come to me today? And what can I like use it for? And um, and you start getting creative with ways, like we wanted to get my daughter a car for her 16th birthday. And it's like, my husband's always like, we don't have any money for it. We don't have any money for a car. And so I'm like, okay, that's the limited mindset of like, we don't have money for it. And how many people live that way we don't have money it's like every other word i don't have money for that i don't have money for that i don't have time for that i don't have blah 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 Mm -hmm. so therefore you're never gonna get it so i'm like okay let's like open our minds and like be creative where could money come from for this car first of all how much money do you need and uh, how much money do you need for the car okay we know how much went on kijiji found some cars for a 16 year old okay this is what we need and then it's just the idea oh we had saved up money for a sailing trip for a grade nine trip that she couldn't go on that we got back and it's sitting there in a savings mm-hmm. account, the exact same amount for a car. And it's like da, 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 da. magic money comes to you in different ways. Expanding mm-hmm. your credit card limit is a way like debt isn't always bad. That is so beautiful. I'm sorry. I have to just like interject That's here. It. because. <laughs> expanding your credit card limit is actually one of the most beautiful ways ever to reduce debt and here's why yes you haven't paid any extra to clear your debt but the sheer expansion 
it increases your overall credit limit and therefore reduces something called your credit utilization. So actually, if you're in debt, this is a great way to help you build your credit while paying off your debt. Because why not get a little plus, right? Like I've lived paycheck to paycheck. I've had debt. And between that, negotiating to lower interest rates and the crown jewels of credit card, balance transfers. There's yeah. <laughs> something right. that I find like the crown jewels. So yeah, nine. Yes, yeah. and so and then like with credit card debt, like when you're living with like oh I got like five dollars left on my limit, you're in a box. You know, like you're literally in a box, and like you run up against that wall all the time. I I can't do anything, and like I did this even when I wanted my my current coach, I was like, eh, I don't quite have the limit on it, but I know that I need to work with her for some reason. Right. Mm. And so then it was like, huh, let's just call. I just get a letter in the mail, your credit card, you know, just call us and we'll increase your limit. Fantastic. Make a client right away. So then I had a, then a client who was like, can I pay you in full? Yeah, you can. Of course you can. <laughs> Paid off that whole debt and paid off my coaching. Like, it was amazing, right? And so it's like, once you free yourself from the box, it's like, just expansive. Possibilities. Like, that's a great word, expansive. And in so many ways, like, mentally, emotionally, like, literally your bank account. So I'm reading this book called Rich as Fuck. Well, I've read it once already. I'm reading it twice now. Yeah. by Amanda Francis and she talks about having you have like a minimum energetic amount that you're always used mm-hmm. to having and then the maximum yeah. so even like people in poverty like I worked in the poverty sector and it's like you're just used to having zero dollars in your bank account at the on the 30th of the month right and because then you know I'm gonna get my check on the first it's all gonna be good and so you know May 29th comes out and you just go spending you go spending until there's zero dollars left and that's mm-hmm. that that's that minimum that we get comfortable with. So it's like, okay, now that I have my business, what's the minimum amount? So I make my budget and it's like, okay, these are my bills. This is the minimum amount. So then somehow you always make that. Find mm-hmm. a way to somehow always make that money. And you just came up with a new idea, a new offer, and you put it out there and people buy it and blah, blah, blah. And you meet that met your goal. But then mm-hmm. it's like talking about like creating overflow in your yes. life and expansion and not just meeting your expenses, but investing, savings, paying off debt and doing whatever the fuck you want with it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I completely agree. I think even with people on the wealth creation journey, there needs to be like a guilt-free spending fund, right? Yeah. Like it's one thing to invest in everything, but to what you're saying with that minimum, it's the fear of what do I do with the money? And I mm-hmm. think that is the wrong question. It's what do you want? Like I focus so much on the choice, right? Yeah. We all want to be told what to do. And then there's me. I'm like, I want you to choose what you want to do with your money. 
with your whole life like your whole life we grew up as like these are the things that you should be doing to make money these are the things you know you should be a doctor you should be a lawyer you should be a teacher you should be so not true do you know how much debt they're in right (laughs) and not the good debt not even the good debt that you can leverage it is like the bad debt that nobody wants yeah yeah right so I've, i've always said this it's if you haven't defined what wealth is you are living someone else's definition of it. Ooh, so, Queenie. So what's your definition of wealth? So my definition of wealth is highly connected to my definition of success. And so for me, it's freedom. Freedom to do what I want, when I want, where I want. And that, if I can do that, that's like the epitome of a happy life. <laughs> like, I think in one of our posts, I had said, like, I don't really see myself as traditionally retiring. Like, that just doesn't mm. really excite me. I'm like, what am I going to do all day? Like, <laughs> I can only hang out with my husband so much, you know, and then we're going to kill each other. And so it's like... <laughs> I want to do what I love to do and be who I am and make money off of it till the day I die, like, or till the day I decide not to anymore, that I decide, not because I should have to retire at 65. If I don't retire at 65, oh, what did you do wrong in your life, Chess? Nothing. I'm freaking loaded. Um, (laughs) But wealth to me is having, like, that overflow in my bank account after like I've paid my bills, I've paid off, I paid down, paid off my debt. Um, I invested, I have savings. Now it's time to live, but I lived the whole way. I have debt because I lived, you know, I don't ever want to be a person that's like, "Mm, I'm going to wait till I retire so I can go then travel. Like Mm -hmm. that to me is not wealth. That to me is not freedom. I think you'll confuse sacrifice with discipline. And when it comes to money and finance, there's a very big distinction, right? Like, for example, if you are sacrificing everything, like you're saying, waiting to travel till you retire, you're not living your life, right? Mm -hmm. But if you learn the fundamentals and you practice the discipline, you can actually live your life and fund your future or bills, right? And you right. mentioned working always. Hell yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> like, I don't want to retire, but it's for me, I've actually on a lot of conversations I have with my students, it's now work optional. Yeah. Like that's what they want. You want to hit that financial number. So working becomes optional. Yeah. But you also need to know what that number is. Like, what that number so I wanted is. to challenge you in what you said. So my so number, my yeah. number right now that I feel is like within like fingers reach, not just a dream. And so mm-hmm. it's not just the dreamy, dreamy number that I want. And so like, it's my 2021. I had to look at my computer this year. <laughs> and like, oh my goodness, you know? <laughs> so my number for this year is 20k a month this year that's what that's like my definition that's the number that i have Mm -hmm. for success for me in our in my industry like you start at 5k then you move to 10k and so Mm -hmm. like sure i would like five hundred thousand dollars but i don't even 
my mind can't grasp what it would be like to have $500,000 a month. Like I can't even fathom that for a year. And so like, then it's a dream stage to get there. Cause I'm gotcha. like, what do these ladies offer that they're selling $500,000 a month? And then it's like, Oh, now I'm offering it. Now I'm doing what that person, I'm now I'm back to doing the strategies that that person's doing and hope and pray that it works for me. I'm not necessarily the energetic match for it yet. Doesn't mean I can't. Yeah, exactly. It's not that you can't be, but it's in Mm -hmm. stages and Mm -hmm. there is so nothing wrong. I feel like it's so glorified, like the 500K months, a million dollar months, you know, like Mm -hmm. this past year we hit 100K months. And do you really want to do the work of 100K months? Like, I think you people need to ask themselves that first because right? sometimes you realize you're like, you know what? In this business, it's okay. I don't want to do the work in this business. Maybe another or something else. Like you mentioned, other sources. That's yeah. fine. But do you want the work of that? That number sounds great. But no. do you want so I want work? 15 clients. 15 clients is like all that I have the space capacity capacity and time and anything because I don't want to work 12 hour days I'm very hardcore like minimal is best like if I work a six hour day that's a long day you know like I shoot for three (laughs) depending on how many but like my ideal world is like so by the end of this not even this year, before I get to the end of the year, I'll have five days of three clients a day. So 15 clients a week. Mm -hmm. That's all I have. So in order for me to make more, I just charge more or have a different method or different offer Mm -hmm. or whatever to allow that capacity to scale. But right now, I don't want that. That's where right now that's wealth for you at this stage. And there is nothing wrong with that. I think again, we need to acknowledge like, when you we were talking at earlier about being right now, my being is comfortable. Like I want to live my life and I am comfortable with this. You right. probably can hit a hundred K no problem, but the work you're going to have to put in to build that up. It's yeah. not worth where you are. So yeah. I love that. Because and you know, for our, yes, is very important to me. And I get that it's not for everyone. Right. But I burnt out too many times that like, Time freedom is what's going to save my sanity, save my life, right? And so that's why it's important to me at this stage of my life, right? And so, yeah. And so then there's this concept, Queenie, about collapsing time. (laughs) Collapsing time. I was just on a masterclass with this yesterday. And so it's like, what's this collapsing time mean? But it's basically taking, when you get comfortable, when you've made $10,000 months, $20,000 months, and it took you a month to do that. Now it's like the time collapses and now let's dream about instead of 10,000 months, it's $10,000 weeks or $10,000 mm-hmm. days. That's where it gets like, oh, girl, this is exciting. <laughs> Love it. But that's a very different concept that I like, A, it's new to me and I'm in the coaching world for like five years. And imagine like people having who have a brick and mortar business to be able to like, just like say like, I can collapse time and instead of making twenty fifty thousand dollars in one month, I'm going to make that in a, a day. How? And it's like, that's where the mindset comes to play is if you Absolutely. say that that is never going to happen, that that is never possible, 
It's never going to be possible. But if you mm-hmm. say somehow this is going to happen, it will. You don't have to know how to get there exactly. It's no. about opening up to. It's like daring to dream almost. Mm-hmm. You know, so you think about it, and then the plan will follow. Yeah, but and they come. I, right? They do. They do. And so I want to ask you this question, and you know, entertain me because <laughs> I want to share with the listeners, right? Especially those that are business owners and entrepreneurs. So with 20K months, what is your personal take home going to be that you want it to be at? Because there's a difference between revenue Mm -hmm. and personal finance. Mm -hmm. Right. And so luckily in the coaching business, your operating costs and your direct costs are really low. (laughs) Right. And so, but for me, once I get to, or as I get to 20, I'll be hiring my team. Right. So I'm going to budget five grand for my social Mm -hmm. media manager, my marketer, whatever, and they can do their thing. And so, and then I put away my money for taxes, you know, there's 20% Mm -hmm. and 25 put some money. What about yourself? So yes. what I'm trying to get at is I know what, what I want. So that's where it's mm-hmm. like I personally want to walk. I want to have ten thousand dollars a month personally, and so now that feels like a good number to me. And that's after mm-hmm. my investments, my savings, paying off my debt monthly, and um, and my staff. And so mm-hmm. that's what I want to take home. So I like to work I love it backwards, right? So it's like this is what I want to take home, and I think this is what you're getting at. Is like what do you want to take home? And then like, okay, now you got to add in your other expenses, your taxes, like, please, for the love of all things, put money away for your taxes and, <laughs> and your investments. Cause that's why people, why businesses fail because they don't pay their taxes. Cause all of a sudden they made a hundred thousand dollars in a day and they're like, and spent it. And then they're like, shit, I got to pay the government 20000 now? It's like, uh, 40 No, you're right. That's exactly what I'm getting at. And I want to highlight for everyone listening is that you have to pay yourself first. Because most people, some people don't pay taxes, but most people, they will pay bills, taxes, no problem. But we will never pay ourselves first. You paying mm-hmm. bills, you paying taxes, none of those things create more value. Mm-hmm. But paying yourself is like one of the biggest distinctions that separates the 1% from the 99% because they and will pay themselves like first so and short of bill <laughs> before they and not pay themselves. That is a big mindset piece too. Like that is a big mindset piece. Like I know when I had my gym, I owned a gym from 2009 to 13 and it was like we were taught all through like marketing school business school coaching everything is that like and life is that like you pay yourself last you pay mm. your staff, you pay your bills you pay all these things last and then you find that you're working your ass off for nothing and then you mm-hmm. lose your passion and then you lose your desire and you burn out and you sell because you i would argue it's first it's taught to the 99 percent to pay yourself last but yes. it's taught to the one percent to always pay yourself 
first right. because they know that difference, right? They know yeah. if I pay, like no one is going to pay yourself first if you don't. Having a business is a great tool, vehicle, but so many people in business will not pay themselves. And yeah. they think, or worse, they think their revenue is their money. It's yeah. worth. <laughs> but mm-hmm. you need that distinction because your business foundation is separate from your personal foundation. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, and then it's like, if you're not paying yourself, why do you have a business? Like, that's what I just can't even right? wrap my head around it. It's like, I'm doing You are this paying your business day. to work a job that you are never going to step away from. Yeah. Is, so what like, you end up with. that goes like in this yeah so that's another mindset thing is like your employee mindset versus the mm-hmm. entrepreneur queen of your business mindset it's like versus the investor mindset even mm. <laughs> where you're just Ooh. removed completely and you don't even have to you built the engine and it's good to go right <laughs> but exactly. all right so i've got i want to know what was that limiting belief that you had to let go of in order to hit your next level in your journey? Flat out that rich people are assholes. <laughs> um, honestly, for some way, shape in my life, somehow, it was like rich people are greedy assholes. Jeff Bezos, greedy asshole. Bill Gates, greedy asshole. Like, no, I start to then, I had to change. I had to decide. I had to decide and make that choice that this isn't serving me anymore. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not going to get money if I think that having money is going to turn me into a bitch, you know, because I don't want to be one. I am one, but I just don't want <laughs> It just comes out on certain days, you know. <laughs> I don't want to be known as one, right? And so I'm like, if I want to be known as like, the Oprah who's kind and compassionate and generous and wise and rich, then I have to see that rich people are wise, generous, compassionate, wonderful humans. You know, that's what I want to be. I want to be a wealthy, rich, wonderful human. That's going to make me cry. And so my big shift will be able to see that and see those Mm. people. I was working through one program and she calls them expanders. And so having these expanders of people in your life or not even in your life, celebrities, fictional characters that show you that it is possible for you to be who you want to be doing what you love, being wealthy, whatever. So I had to let go of the notion that rich people are assholes. And Mm -hmm. once I, I saw that, like, Oprah's not a bitch. She's really nice and hugs everybody at her meetings, you know, like (laughs) does things with her money. That's who I want to be. And then it's like focusing on the being and releasing. The other thing I really had to learn was releasing the controls and the outcomes. And this is where it really also played into my anxiety of knowing things I can control, because this is the exact same thing with anxiety, is what can I control? What can I not control? So 2020 was like, I'm not going to make April of 2020 if my anxiety doesn't change. And so then it was like, can I control in this situation? I can control what I can research about COVID on my own or whatever. And but I can't control this part. And so I can control turning off the news and turning off social media. I can't control this part. So 
And that's really what also helps in my business to let go of the outcomes. I show up authentically doing the best damn job that I can do in my business every day, knowing what I know now and what I'm going to learn, doing the best that I can today. And that's all. I can't control who's going to buy from me today. I can't control, right? Like I can put the offers out there. You can only control your actions, right? right? And I bringing anxiety back to it, even what you said just a bit earlier there about having to let go of the belief that people with money were evil. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there were like subconscious or real life anxiety just like heightened because you were constantly fighting yourself. Like Mm -hmm. you want it but then you don't, you want it, but then you don't, you want the money, but you don't want to be an asshole. Like that is such a big conflict internally, because like you said, it's your way of being. And that is important to you to choose and have the freedom to be the person you want to be. So I feel like even in that scenario, it was like anxiety, like at full force. Yeah. Right. How you say that. Right. And it's like, and then it is the daily choice that I can have both. I yes. can be wealthy. I can be successful. I can be free. And I can be a wonderful human at the same time. Right? A thousand percent. And for everyone listening or 99% tribe, give yourself permission to do so. Mm-hmm. Like just hit rewind on what Chas just said, all those affirmations, <laughs> and then give yourself permission <laughs> to yeah. do so. Because I yeah. think it's important. We we don't. I actually love it when I, sometimes I'm on with my students. I get to say this, like, give yourself permission. Like I get to tell people to give themselves permission. I find that's just super honoring and humbling. <laughs> but sometimes it's needed, right? Like yeah. we have so much stuff that we carry and it's not even from us. It's just mm-hmm. what life has thrown at us. So right. one thing, I know we're wrapping up here, but I want to know how did you get started on your own wealth creation journey or your own financial literacy journey? That's really interesting. So I was teaching business. I had been in business and my heart has always been in helping people. And so then, like I said before, is like I was doing all the strategies to help more people. And this is like, a really weird thing is that like I started my business to help people. That's my purpose in life is to help others. But because I had this limiting belief that like, if you're going to help people, you have to sacrifice your wealth. And so then it was like, okay, well what? So then like, it was like January of 2020 where it's like, okay, I'm allowed wealth. What does wealth look like to me? Not just success. Mm. Because success to me is serving people and helping people. But wealth is being paid lavishly, deliciously for it. And so it's like, ooh, what does this even look like? What is possible for me? So then I started following like all these bigger coaches who are making the $500,000 a month. And it's like, Mm -hmm. shit, that girl's doing the exact same thing. And like is a wonderful human and is making it. And it's like, 
how do I learn from that person? How do I be like that person? Like, what are the characteristics? So I kind of started studying the personal characteristics of the high income earners that I want to be. Mm. And, and like, oh, that's a characteristic. And like, like literally writing those out. It's like, that is compassion. Like that is generosity. That is leadership. Like those are the characteristics that I can embody now. And so that was a big part of my journey into creating wealth. And you transformed. um, That's what I hear really is because, you know, we, I I said this near the beginning is that wealth is about becoming. You Mm -hmm. went and looked at the characteristics, right? Because what Mm -hmm. makes a being? Your characteristics, how you act. So you trans, I love that. And for everyone listening, you know, it's, you looked within you asked the questions and you made a choice to then grow, become and transform into that. And that's what propelled you in your journey. One of the things that I heard, I don't know, probably on some random podcast too, was <laughs> that like, you admire people and you aspire to be like certain people because you already have those characteristics in you. You need to develop them and explore them more so. I really like that. Right? So like ready in you. I might be drawn more to Amanda Francis and her vibe and like that's like the character some of her characteristics are some because that's already what's that's already in me. I'm born with that. Oprah, I'm born with being a generous, compassionate person. That's part of who I am. And so just like like, okay, let's like build on that strength, right? And it's building from a place of strength rather than lack. And mm-hmm. like, if you're like an Elon Musk lover, okay, what are some of the characteristics of him that you love? Oh, he's like, so I go crazy. against the grain. Like, <laughs> right? I go against the grain. I do something else. Oh, that's because you are drawn to that because it's already a part of you. And you might not even know that yet. But I was just like, when I first heard that, I was like, shit like bing 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 like light bulbs were going off like about like oh that is who I am and that's why I'm drawn to that person and that's why I am able to have that same level of wealth as that person I love that so much thank you thank you for sharing that like what I hear in that is you know, and I say this, but in, in a completely different context. So like I repeat a lot to people, there is nothing wrong with where you are right now. And there is room for you to grow should you choose to. Should you like, choose it's, to. Should you choose to? Because some people are like done growing. So what's wrong with that? Like, don't stop judging people for just because I have a desire to grow. or Maybe you do. Doesn't mean everyone needs to. Some people are living a beautiful life. They are so fulfilled and maybe they don't even have enough money for retirement. But guess what? They don't care. They are fulfilled and happy. And so like the message I want to share and have it come across is it's okay and there is nothing wrong with where you are right now exactly always an opportunity there's always an opportunity and a possibility around the corner and like but it's like making that choice if you're making that choice to be where you are because you don't believe that you can have the next level that's coming from a scarcity standpoint 
And, but yes. if you are like literally okay with being where you're at and like, to me, maybe that looks like it's mediocre and average, but if that <laughs> like, is who you are and you don't like literally want anything like that is like, you're not in a box, then good on you. Right. Like my, like, exactly. like, I can't live in a box anymore. I can't work in an office anymore because I'm in a box, literally. <laughs> and just like, but if you're okay with it, that's your choice. But if, the, if you're not okay with it, then you have the choice to make the change. I love it. It starts with choice and it ends with choice. And so, Chaz, thank you so much for hopping on, sharing with us. So before we wrap up, please let us know how can we, you know, where can we get, follow you, get your stuff, get more of you or work with you? Yeah. Yeah. So like I said at the beginning, I'm here to help you create the life that lights you up. And I believe that business is a tool to do that. I help people start their businesses and grow in a way that feels authentic and real to them. And so you can follow me on at Coach Chess Young on Instagram. That's like where you get all the vibes. That's like the me channel. Like, and what's so crazy is I got just rid of my website. I got rid of all my funnels. I went like anti-marketing that I've been like in for 20 years and I'm like I'm only on Instagram and LinkedIn like oh my god like (laughs) so Instagram is where you get me because that's me like everything that I offer will be on Instagram all my personality and the vibes are on Instagram follow me on Instagram (laughs) all right there we go so you guys instagram is the place to be and it's at coach chas young yes thank you again so much for sharing your story wisdom and just your journey with us because at the end of the day guys i bring others on so one you don't just hear me preaching all the time (laughs) well this is a mindset (laughs) because it really is but for someone else to share their journey and to let you know that it's okay wherever you're at you have a choice and it's totally normal which is why you are here listening to wealth chats where the money conversations happen and thank you again we'd love to have you back and for all you guys in the 99 percent tribe it's time to go kick some ass We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. This has been Wealth Chats, where the money conversations happen with no shame. Level up your financial literacy game with us each week as we dive deeper into the wealth mindset. Join our free Facebook group as well. Financial literacy for the 99%. Make sure to like and subscribe for more. Take care.